Okay. Okay. Ready? Yep. Before we begin, the Uluru Statement from the Heart calls for, among other things, truth-telling. In the spirit of this, Charlotte and I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. We live, dance and podcast from Wujak, Budja, and want to encourage you all to go and learn about the country you are on. Hit it. Ooh. Ooh, hit it, DJ. Cool. Welcome to Untangling the Mess Around. A surprise We're... episode. Yes, yeah, surprise episode. It was meant to drop last night, but it didn't. Surprise. <laughs> Um, yeah, so where the topics are make up, made up and the arguments don't matter. <laughs> yes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, cool. Uh, in this week's episode, Jet and I are going to be discussing what I like to term the lies we tell our level ones. Uh, I've been wanting, so I've been wanting to do this more, like I wanted this to be a class for ages and it just never fit into the context of a class. Like I couldn't make it work. Um, but I realized that as the context of a podcast, it actually works quite well. That's why we have a podcast. Pretty much for the stuff that we can't like make fit into classes. Um, it's a solid premise to have a podcast. I feel cool. All right. Um, so we go straight into the quiz answer. Yes. Oh, so wait, wait, hang on, wait, what wait. was the, the quiz question the was quiz question was what is the song and I'm getting my for those that can't see up there. I'm getting my little Casio keyboard out. Mm-hmm. It's very you, exciting. Do you want to try and sing that song again? Oh God, no, no, no. Okay. Why it, don't you try playing it? Did the song sound something like this? Oh wait, wait, hang on, no, I got a better one. Hang on. Oh yeah, yeah, get a better uh, like an organ. You have to. It has to be organ. Yeah, pipe organs. Here we go. There we go. Yes, that's exact. Well, oh wait, there's more. Mm. <laughs> wait, wait, no, damn it! Okay, hang on, here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a seamless medley. It has airs of it. It's not dissimilar to what I had in mind. So yeah, what what is that song? So the song is um, "Living to, on a Prayer." Living bon on a Prayer, exactly right. That is <laughs> and no bon one got Jovi. it. No one got Bon Jovi. I can't believe no one got the yeah, song. Yeah, I know. It's really a shame. It's a shame. No, it was Toccata and Fugue in D minor by Bach. Oh, and of course, of course, the other the other of Bon Jovi course, yeah. of his day. Uh, so <laughs> that was Danica who got it like straight off the bat. Uh, I don't know if it's necessary to play the actual song because I think you did it quite justice. Aside from the whole, you know, bon, stuffing it up, Bon Jovi type. <laughs> of it. If anyone is curious about it, we shall put a link in the show notes of what the song is. Right. Okay. Yeah. In case you know you re- actually really want to know. Cool. So should we go straight into our good news of the week? Good news of the week. Okay, I'm going first. Okay. Okay. So my good news is, um, so I was trying to invent some aerials. Oh yay! I'm so excited about this. Okay. And no, I'm I'm down for this. And Charlotte and I have tried some things from a sailor's knot. 
Yep, so you're not sure what it is. It's a tangly arm thing and you end up in a weird position. And I'm, I was sure that if I just grab Charlotte and chuck her from that position, it would work. Yes. And we were trying to well, chuck just it. to be fair, how most of our aerials kind of come about. And so I was trying to chuck her into like an hourglassy type shape, which just looks like, a, like a, a front flip rather than a back flip. Yep. Uh, Hourglasses are still lame, no matter which direction yeah, you flip. Yeah, didn't quite work. wasn't inspired. No. But then I was like, okay, from here, I could probably actually throw you into a moon flip as well. Yeah. And I was like, okay, no, that could work. In my head, throwing in a moon flip, but your back is turned, so you're kind of going onto your back onto my shoulder, not your tummy onto my shoulder. I was like, what can we call it? A sailor's knot into a moon flip. Holy crap. <laughs> da, da, da! We've invented the sailor moon flip. So excited! <laughs> So yeah, you'll have to wait until our video comes out from ILHC. Yeah, but uh, but it's a thing, and it's we tried it today, and by trying it, it's literally when <laughs> Chet was like, "All right, just do a forward rock step," and then he just, I just manhandled me through a move, and then it worked. It totally worked. So we we tested out today that the Sailor Moon flip can be done. It is a thing, it is a thing, and it is trademarked. And that's my good news of the week. <laughs> it is it's very solid good news. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you had that one. Uh, my good news of the week is. It might sound a little boring, but like we had a really good PSDS meeting. That is really boring. It is really boring, but it really wasn't. If you had been there, <laughs> uh, which you were not, no, it was. It was very. Good. It was a very good meeting. It was very productive. There was a really good energy in the room, and when everyone's really, we have a calendar of events that we're going to put out soon. I just realized I haven't put it out, but I was meant to. Um, I will. <laughs> well, no, I'm just waiting on one confirmation. Uh, so don't judge me too harshly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It, which I, yes, I'm not going to get more into that. Uh, yes, it was a really productive meeting. Everyone's getting along really well. It's just, it's very exciting. I am very excited to be part of the PSDS. Yay, go PSDS. Yay. Uh, hit us up with what is happening last week or what happened last week, rather. What is happening last week? What is happening last week? Monday night, we taught some classes. Okay. Tuesday, that was online. Tuesday night, Monique and I taught some classes. Yes. In Basewater. It's still part of your Halloween scary, uh, things that scare us. Yes. So what was it? Anxiety? Uh, was it this anxiety it was this week? Anxi- it was, we just wanted to scare people. Uh, and they like, put them on the spot. Yeah, so okay. the whole, you know, when you're dancing and someone just points at your feet and you've got to do something. I hate it when people do that. Or if you're in class and the teacher says, hey, go be away. Be creative. And be creative. Come back I also sh- hate it when people do that. Yeah. We do all these things, Jethro. <laughs> so, it was that class. Okay. So How did people react to it? No, it was fine. It's a, it's a small class. They're always yeah. small classes. But with practice, you get better at them. Yes. And so everyone understands that. And so they're getting better at it. Cool. Um, so yeah, I haven't had to catch up with Monique yet because she's been hiking. So I don't yes, know. Yes, she has. I don't know what this Tuesday is going to be. Ooh. But I've, I've, from memory, it's dips. So it's a trust. Ooh, it's a yeah. Trust thing. No, that's a good one. Dips and tricks that require trust because that is a yeah, bit scary. Yeah. Are you going to do the the face plant? Probably not. No, that's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel you should do that with level ones or twos, <laughs> to be honest. And then on Thursday, we're teaching our uh, last class in Steels and Rowada. So Aww. Steels is going to be stealing dips. Yay! I'm so excited about this! Uh, Rowade is going to be just a bunch more, like a little recap, I think. I think so, and I think if we spend a lot of the class just actually dancing it and yeah, doing yeah, all of the things. Getting better at all the, the, yeah. the Rowaders. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, I still am waiting with bated breath to do one socially and have everyone one go day. like, What the heck is this? What one is day. happening right now? And we can be like, Ha ha! You didn't come to class. <laughs> you don't know. But also, if you can do six, basic six and eight, you're fine. <laughs> Cool. Uh, that was last week in Swingsing. Yes. Coming up in Swingsing. Oh, can I just oh. make a one last thing about last week in Swingsing? Um, so C and I taught our uh, Balboa fundamentals, and we had two new students who had never done any Balboa, and we were teaching breakaways, which is like the swing out of Balboa. So it's that first, if that's your first class as your first experience, it can be a challenging class to sort of like get into. 
but they absolutely smashed it. Yeah, it was really cool. Got it was chance. a lot of fun. So yeah, that was that was an awesome thing that happened. Well done, guys. Cool. Coming up with Swing Zing. Okay, so I spend a lot of time on the internet today doing all of the Swing Zing stuff. <laughs> Next week, so tonight, Monday. Yes, this week we taught online classes. We taught. We did. Correct. <laughs> Tomorrow, teaching with Monique. Basically, yes. Tuesday classes. Yes. Trust. Thursday, steals aerials. Specialty block with Shah and Fee. So this is... That's next week. Now next week. Yes. Specialty block. November. Yes. What is it? It steals. No, it's not. It's uh, switches. So Yay! switches is basically when you go from leading to following or following to leading within one dance. Um, if it's something that you are not familiar with, then come along and figure it and figure it out with us. It will be... You do have to have a very basic understanding of both roles. You do not have to be a superstar in both roles. Uh, so if you're unsure... So if I can follow like a, a basic six and a tuck turn, do I have to be able to follow a swing out? I think that that will depend on the class and we will try to make it quite clear. We'll try to design the classes in a way where if you can and if you can't. Yeah, okay. All right, so you'll have prerequisites put up. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully that's the plan. So there is a Facebook event for that now if you want to jump on that. I'll put yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I yeah. recommend it. Yeah, switches. Uh, and then online shuffle. Yay! So the most inventive name ever to come out of Swingsing, and we have an event called a Swingsing thing, which I love now. I think it has a really good ring to it. So online shuffle, which started off as swing time, springtime shuffle, uh, has now been re renamed and rebranded. So, but it's the same teachers, so that's exciting. Yeah, we had contacted Peter and Lauren to come to Perth to teach some um, Baba, but also teach some Shag. It was yep. going to be um, combined with SDA. Correct. But it was going to be called Winter Swing Storm um, if it had happened. But things happened. The things did happen. The corona. If you are not aware, you should look it up. So we've been chatting with them, trying to figure out how to do this. And I think we've worked out a way for it to work. I've hired a venue. It's it's Circus. It's 17 Howlett Street. So I've hired out a giant space that has good internet. And I'm going to get all the students to go there. But the teachers won't be able to get there. Exactly. But we'll have a giant TV. Mm-hmm. And that TV will be Zooming them. Yes. So our students can watch the TV and see Peter and Lauren and hear what they're saying. and Live. They, they can teach, the like Peter and Lauren can teach the class from this giant TV from America. Yes. And all our students can be in class together, rotating. They don't have to like uh, try to log on to Zoom or anything because we do all the techie stuff for them. Exactly. And it can still be interactive. So you will still be able to ask questions and we will have, hopefully the idea is to have uh, several potentially different cameras yeah, so that yeah. Peter and Lauren can also view the students in a way that allows them to give proper constructive feedback and guide the class in the same way that a live class is guided of like, you know, you have a plan, but sometimes you divert from the plan because reasons. So it's it's not going to be your typical online class where everyone's in a separate lounge room. Yeah, exactly. Dancing by themselves really awkwardly mm. and then the cat walks past. Yes. So it's not one of those kind of online things. It's going to be, we're all in the same building together, dancing together, rotating together, playing yeah. music and having a good and time. And we will be there as the Swing Ting teachers to help facilitate it as yeah. well. So we will be either jumping in rotation or hoping to maybe demonstrate a point that uh, Peter and Lauren are trying to, to demonstrate. So we will... I'm really looking forward to this. I yeah. think it's really exciting and it's an exciting way of trying something new. And Peter and Lauren are really excited to see a room full of people. Yeah, they've been not allowed to do so in a long time. And these are people who usually like live at Disney World. So you can imagine that the, the sparsity, <laughs> yeah, it must be quite challenging. Um, so yeah, they're, they're really looking forward to it. And I really love the fact that we're able to support people who don't have as much 
income. Like freedom as we do. Like yeah. we're super fortunate here in WA. So fortunate. And they, they don't live in WA, but mm. we can help support them and give them work and give exactly. them teaching because we can... We can still. We can still hang out in groups. Exactly. Uh, the other two things that I'm really excited about for this event are the fact that, yes, there is a live component, but if you are not in Perth, and not able to come live, you can also participate um, more as a spectator in online. So you can also will be able to log in and sort of view the the, the teachings of Peter and Lauren, but it will not be a, a participatory kind of thing. And because of that, it's also donation-based. Yeah, yeah. So, so what would... we'll probably end up doing is just streaming the feed of Peter and Lauren straight to like YouTube or something. Yeah, exactly right. So you, yeah, you... Peter and Lauren won't be able to see you. You won't really be able to interact with them, but you can watch what they are teaching. Exactly. Um, so it might be awkward when you're watching them and Peter and Lauren are watching us for a whole song. Yeah. So there'll be awkward points in there, but that's when you're dancing or going to get a good drink or whatever. Exactly. And because it is donation-based, we will be you know putting up the, the links necessary to, if yeah. you do want to support them, which we highly encourage you to do so within whatever you are able to. Um, so there's that element that I'm really excited about. And then more on a local level, what I'm excited about as well is that we are... Um, doing this in such a way so as to not conflict too much with what is happening also in Perth, which is the Perth International Jazz Festival. Yeah, Hyde Park has a cool event. Hyde Park has Jazz in the Park, which is starting, kicking off at midday and yep. goes on to like six or seven o'clock at night. So if, uh, you know, Balbo event happens in the morning and then absolutely you can still go to Jazz in the Park and participate and have the best of all worlds. That's the plan. Also, PSDS will be there as a, if you don't know anyone and you're like, oh, I really want to go to this event, but I don't know if I know anyone ps will be there as a sort of welcoming committee of here here are familiar faces so please come hang out with us and that's at the jazz in the park correct that's at jazz in the park not at the online shop <laughs> those are two different things cool all right so yeah i think that's all the information we'll keep plugging it obviously as we get closer but it's only coming up in like three weeks mm. so yeah go go get your tickets go sign up registrations are open online three weeks mate it's, it's like two weeks? next week okay you realize that right Cool. It's happening really soon. It's happening super soon. Uh, right. Yes, you should definitely register because it's also super cheap. <laughs> All right. What's happening next, Charlotte? Ah, mother. Oh, so close. One, two. <laughs> One more time. They might not have heard. One more time. Wow, I'm <gasps> DJ Charlotte. Yeah, that's why I don't DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, World of Swing. Uh, ILHC, the normalizer finals have been announced. Semi-finals. Yeah. So, the way that worked was a whole bunch of people from around the world videoed themselves dancing. Yes. And then submitted those videos for the prelims. So, the music was supplied. To, yes. Yeah, the music yeah. was supplied and they said, you have to dance between this and this section for a whole chorus. And then you have to film yourself. And, like, there's a whole bunch of conditions and stuff that you had to respect. Cool. Uh, and then they've just released the 13 couples or something? 30, yep. And then they all have to film themselves again during yep. the finals. Correct. Four rounds of Four videos. Rounds of, yeah, and the average BPM is somewhere around 240, 260. So Not that bad. It is! I, I tapped, tapped it out! So did I! Well, you're wrong! Mm, okay, probably. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah, I'll believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely you! Um, and yes, if you're, we, we made the finals. Mm. I feel like we haven't mentioned that, but we should mention it and move swiftly along. We've also discussed. <laughs> we're both online. terrified of it. We are not pooping ourselves, but it's not far. So online shuffle is also happening. Yep. 
We just discussed it. The other thing that is also happening Mix. is yes, the Melbourne ISO Exchange. <laughs> Great name. If you haven't seen their info, like their, not their info, their the graphic, their graphic for it. Jet and I were discussing like, is it a piss take or is it not a? Piss? It's Melbourne. It could be ironic. Like, who knows? <laughs> they, they made <laughs> it in Word out by the looks of it. It was. It's a good yeah, job. Or Paint, Microsoft Paint. Microsoft Paint. I feel like that's where it went. <laughs> Uh, so yeah if you're the designer of this and happen to be listening to this podcast please like let, let us, us know, know yeah. yeah yeah is that actual so what legit? is the event the event is basically a it's like a party time i don't think it's party time and lectures yep. so it's a social quote unquote and uh, lectures that they're going to be sharing and zooming cool do you know what the dates are <clears throat> i can put it in the show notes i had it but then i went to try to find the physics thing right okay while uh, Jet is talking about that and speaking of Melbourne, we were just having a chat to someone in Melbourne and they have had zero cases today. So apparently as of tomorrow midnight, their restrictions are being lifted, which is very exciting for them. So they can now have 10 people and some of the cafes and retail places are opening up again. So Melbourne, as exciting as this is... Keep washing your hands and keep social distancing and keep wearing masks. And um, But this is very exciting. Congratulations. You guys have sacrificed and worked so hard for this. So this is really great. All right. So I've got dates here. Excellent. Go for 13th, it. 13th, 14th, 15th, 20th, and 21st. Of? I assume November. <laughs> Does it not say? Best infographic ever. <laughs> it, it battles I'm ours. I'm pretty sure it's, it's November, yeah. Okay, cool. Um... Sweet. So yeah, so for two weekends, Friday the 13th to Sunday the 15th, Ooh. and then Friday the 20th and Saturday the 21st. Cool. Save the dates. Yeah. You know that apparently for the first time, uh, so, I'm, hang on, let me just double check my data here. Okay. While Charlotte's double checking her data, I'll see what I can talk about. Yeah. No, uh, my data's wrong. We can move swiftly along to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What if we do uh, the, the, the one thing I wanted to talk about is Hullabaloo is happening. Oh, right. Okay, Harabaru right. is happening um, in 20... Obviously, it did not happen 2020 because we had Hullabazoom, but Hullabaloo did not. Uh, no. But it has been confirmed in our PSDS meeting that we are going ahead with it. It will be in a slightly different format than we have known it, but then we've known it in several different formats. We really. have, yeah. In the 16 years that it's been around, it has changed. So, um, yay, that's very exciting, and we should move on to Wording Goodly. Wording Goodly, with Jethro and Charlotte. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Do you want to go first? I can go first. Okay. Uh, so this one here... Because mine's not real. <laughs> well, neither is mine. Oh, yay! We have that in common. Okay, so this is a word, I'm going to call it Kiwiana. Okay. So it's not a Maori word, it's not like a, a Western word, it's... Spelt, as far as I can tell, O-W. Okay. And it's just, ow. Okay, like, like as ouch? If you, as if you just like hit, it, hit your toe, you go, ow. Okay. So, the context that it gets used in a lot is, not even ow. So, if people are, like, <laughs> talking, like, oh, yeah, nah, did you hear that um, Charlotte got into the, the normalizer finals? And then they'll reply, what? Not even ow! Like, it's a bit like an expressive okay. thing you put at the end of the sentence. Okay, cool. The reason I wanted to talk about ow is because I do I do use it every now and again in my head. I can't say it out loud because no one knows what I'm talking about. You should do it anyway. No one knows what I'm talking about half the time. <laughs> I never let that stop me. But there's a really cool joke in New Zealand. And it's, okay. what do you call a one-legged, one-legged nocturnal bird? Not even ow! 
the best joke ever. And I can never use it. (laughs) No one in Australia knows what that term is. It is a good joke. It's on par with, uh, you know, uh, Beethoven's favorite fruit. Yeah. I feel like they're, they're, they could battle it out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's a good, it's a good one. So yeah. Ow. Not even Ow. ow. Cool. Awesome. You should start using it in class. Um, so. (gasps) Oi! Rock step ow! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this segment. (laughs) Okay, so mine is uh, something that I sort of, I was, <laughs> I've made it up, but I'm st- I stand by it. So I asked Jethro a while ago for, uh, I sent him a message and I was like, hey, would you accept some unsolicited advice? Okay. <laughs> it's about a topic. And you responded, yeah, sure. And then it occurred to me, it's like, okay, so it's unsolicited, but you've agreed to accept it. So therefore it's something like Schrodinger's advice. Because it's solicited. But not. But unsolicited. At the same time. It's both. So yeah, I'm I'm wanting to make it a thing, like a parliament. No, no, what is it? Uh, a Senate of Hammerhead Sharks. Yep, it is a Senate um, of Hammerhead Sharks. I would like it now. to become a an expression used in everyday life because that situation happens. Like, would you like some Schrodinger's advice? That's how you would use it in context. Gotcha. And I'd be like, what? What? <laughs> then I would explain this. Or it's like, hey, you should listen to this podcast where they discuss it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to our talking discussing point? Discussing things. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's discuss cool something segue. else. Nice I tried, but there's a little bit of... Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Okay. So, uh, lies we tell our level ones. <gasps> yeah. So, I have... Uh, just to put a bit of context around this, I did put it up on a uh, group, discussion group of swing dancing teaching. And um, there was... I did not expect such a feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Today, so much feedback yeah there's over a hundred comments on it and some of them went really weird some of it went towards dis- I'm like no one said that I didn't say that wait hang on whoa geared back to the conversation so I haven't I'm not going to explain all of it but there were a few good points what did you actually post what did you ask so I asked uh, let me find the exact post the exact wording so as to not be a liar in your face I posted, hello friends, I'm curious about ideas or quote-unquote rules that we use for beginners to facilitate learning the dance but ultimately are false. I call them lies we tell our level ones. Things like follows always rock step on their right foot or the dance, uh, sorry, I didn't, or the dance um, is split into six and eight counts, etc. Have you got any? Mm-hmm. And then okay. 124 comments later, Cool. Uh, we have some answers. Let's untangle that mess. <clears throat> yeah, so let's start with the first one of the, you know, it's a six or eight count dance, which is a complete fabrication that we tell our students basically because it makes it, e- well, the argument is that it makes it easier to learn the dance. Yes, I would I would say that that's true. Mm. I can't imagine teaching this dance without it. Yes. There are classes that I'm happy to teach to Lindy ones that don't include six or eight count stuff. Mm-hmm. But having discrete chunks just makes a lot of moves so much easier to learn. Agreed, agreed. But I think, to your point, it's really important. So the, the Lindy's a two-count dance class that we do for a lot yeah, of Lindy yeah. ones. I think it is super important to do that class because one of the biggest problems of sometimes getting to level two is I don't know how to tell the difference between a six and an eight. It's like because there is no difference. Yeah. Or there's, that's not the point. You're missing the point. So having that mix... Okay. Is really important. Because I've, I've found recently that I kind of think that Lily of the Takeout Dance lesson that we do for the new ones kind of goes over their head. And I think you're mm-hmm. right in that they still get out of it. The They get that six and eight count 
moves can be led and followed. Yeah. Because I haven't had that question for a long time. Like, how do I tell the difference? I haven't had any of our students ask us that question in a very long... Granted, I haven't taught a level one class in a long time, to be fair. Yeah, it's true. To be fair. Um, but um, even when I was teaching them, they yeah, no one seemed to ask that. But I remember that being asked a lot before yeah. we started teaching this. That was yeah. one of the first questions you get asked of how do I know the difference? Because we used to teach a class where there was transitioning from six to eight. Yeah, but it okay. wasn't based around this Lindy's a two count dance idea. And since then, that question has just disappeared. Yeah. So yeah, so it's still a lie, but it is a lie worth keeping. Yeah, I would say so. I'm still going to keep using six and eights. Cool. Uh, follows on your right, leaders always on your left. As in right foot, left foot. No. <laughs> Why do we teach it that way? Because generally speaking, that's how the dance... It's 99% of the time, that's what happens, yeah. I would say it's not necessarily a lie. It's more of a lie for a follow than it is for a lead. Would you agree with that statement, maybe? Well, where are you... You meaning tandem now? No, no, no. I'm just meaning as a follow, you... And it will obviously depend on the lead, but you need to... It, the ability to step on either foot comfortably and needs to be open and um, available to you more so than for a lead. Because the lead, you are determining your own footwork. You're not influenced by the follow so much. You will. You can choose to rock step on the left every single time if you choose to do so. Whereas a follow, I need to, most of the time, the lead will lead for me to rock step on the right. However, that's not always the case. And I need to be able to not do it. When are you rock stepping on your left? So tandem is one, but also in weird moves that you make me do. Uh, How that... many other leads lead those weird things? Uh, truthfully, in Perth, not many, but like some of the higher caliber teachers, they do. Or they have, you have that ability, They I don't know if they're doing it consciously, but it's... Mm. So everything, like, so the one I'm thinking of is a butterfly. Yeah. That's a rock step on your opposite foot. Yep. But when the follows do it, the leaders do it as well. Yeah, so no, I didn't things... say the leads never do it. I just say it's more, it's more of a lie that follows you will always rock step on your right foot. For... But every time when a follows not rock stepping on the... Apart from tandem... Mm. Every time we are follows on the opposite foot, the leader is as well. I'm sure. I Obviously, I'm not going to be able to list moves for you right now. Mm. But anyways, would you agree that it's a lie, generally speaking? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I tend to try to use the term um, start on your left or start on your right, mm -hmm. rather than always rock step on this yeah. foot. Okay. So if you always start on this foot, like, yeah. I very rarely would I ever start a follow on the opposite foot. Unless yeah. I'm being oh, really mean. Yeah, which you are. <laughs> <laughs> but only two of you follows, so that's great. The, I'm going to keep going through these. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise, uh, But before we do, I just the conversation on the, the discussion group did take a fun tangent, which I liked, because then it got into this whole, like, what is a lie? And, you know, like this sort of, let's <laughs> oh, get meta gosh. about this. And one of the comments I am going to actually Bloody read out be because I really, really enjoyed it is this person who commented, uh, in physics, a model is true, quote unquote, to a limit point. Newton-Einstein theory with speed as one of the limit parameters. The atom theory contains lots of models, two for the simplest one to the qu uh, quantic one. We can imagine that Lindy Hop classes could be looked at in the same way. A practical, simple, and useful beginner theory with some simplification that becomes false 
with the new and more complicated but complete advanced theory. Yeah. I feel like Mia would have written that. <laughs> Hi, Mia. Hi, Mia. So I, I, I quite liked that notion of it's it's not exactly a lie. It's just the truth within the parameters of the knowledge that you currently have. Yeah. And then once you gain more knowledge. Yeah, okay. I can truth. see how it's, yeah. It's not necessarily a lie. It's just eventually that truth becomes true false. True for now. Yeah, yeah. True for now. It's, it's current, a truth for now. It is currently true. <laughs> okay, another one. Uh, mirror matching your lead. Yeah. So now, is that is that a lie that people say? Or is it a lie that follows kind of... It's a rule that they make up themselves. No, we say it. So we say it, especially in the context of when we teach swing outs of you want to be facing your partner the whole time because oh it, right not mirroring just like watching like facing your partner. oh yes so yes so that's the terminology they use interesting i understood it as mirror matching your lead in that context of you're always chest to chest to me mirroring is like when i rock it with my left you're with your right triple it with my right left like okay. actually mirrored yeah interesting uh i just for some reason imagined it of you just want to be able to see the person the whole time interesting let's do both okay Mine. Yep. It's a lie. <laughs> but it's a useful lie that you tell, especially in the context of rotations and things like that, because fellows never, ever rotate enough in their first swing out. And that's okay. Like, none of us do. But it is really helpful if you just put in, like, you want to be able to, like, be chest to chest with your partner, facing your partner the entire time. And that will always help. But the reality is that there's more to it than that. And sometimes you do need to just don't turn around just because your partner's turned around. They need you to go forward. Forward swing outs. Correct. Yeah. Or the ones where you want to do the pass by and you want the forward to keep going because you want to do a shoulder catch or whatever. Or that the gotcha. Titanic. Oh my God, Titanics are so hard to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, um, face your partner. Turn around in a swing out. That, that's, like I say, needed. Because mm. follows until they learn that turning on the three and four. Yeah. It's Which just, is a hard thing to do. Yeah. And arguably for the leads to be able to lead that as well and do the catch and all of that. It's just it's, it's just so much easier to get to the end point <laughs> if you use that analogy. So yours about mirror matching? Mirrored. So, for example, if I'm doing a straight eight. Yep. So I rock step backwards, triple step forwards, and then a forward rock step going mm -hmm. through on the five, six, and then come backwards. I can lead that, have the follow go forwards, but I go backwards. So I start doing opposites. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is fun. And I feel like some follows think that they have to be mirrored me. Yeah. So when my foot goes backwards, they stress out thinking, oh my God, I've done I it wrong. missed that lead. Yeah. And they'll bring that foot backwards so they're mirroring what I'm doing. Yeah. Same for like hand to hand. When you're doing like kick throughs. Yep. And you go to turn them by themselves, but you stay there. They, they won't out. turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would, I would agree. Uh, so yeah, mirror matching in that context, I think is a big lie. I don't think we ever teach that. I was about to say, like, but do people teach that? Or is it just like a a, a, a mm -hmm. rule that's easy to kind of pick up by yourself? Right. Until you get taught, like, oh, no, wait, it's not actually a real rule. It just happens yeah. most of the time to be that way. I don't think we've ever taught it. I don't have any recollection of ever teaching it. No. So, I don't know. Maybe it is in this place that this comment came from, which it leads me to another one. We've, we've already discussed on, not uh, in this podcast, but not this episode, obviously, uh, the one of if you say yes to more than one dance with someone uh, socially, you're basically you're a floozy, or you're interested in them. Yeah, again, that's something I would never tell to people. No, but apparently it is something that is a big fat lie. By the way, mm. actually, 
That's a lie in the context of Perth and most of the scenes that I'm aware of. Yeah. That is not to say that there might be some scenes out there where that's a thing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's true. We uh, don't do know, know all the scenes. We don't. And there's also that idea of, like, for example, to my understanding, and I could be wrong, the rockabilly scene, it's not appropriate to just ask anyone for a dance because most of the partnerships are romantic partnerships. Okay. So you can't just ask someone for a dance because that's, you know, that's their wife or whatever. And therefore it's it's inappropriate. Interesting. So maybe there's an over... Maybe it's a heavy rockabilly scene and there's been some, like, confusion between the scenes and this has come out. Yeah, it could have come from some other scene. You're right. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a lie in our scene. It is, yes. It is definitely a lie in our scene. It's 100% a lie at any swingsing event. We actually have something in the code of conduct saying that you can't come to our events if you're just going to hear the pick up. <laughs> so it is, yes, incorrect. And what else have we got? We have... Lind- oh, this is one I've been saving just for you, Jethro. Oh, okay, okay. Lindy Hop must have a pulse in order to be Lindy Hop. Oh, that's a big fat lie. Big fat lie. Uh, <laughs> we've talked for hours about pulse. We have. We wanted to get guest speakers, but uh, uh, I don't think we're allowed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what's your argument? Oh, that Why pulse, is- pulse is not essential. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've heard it before where teachers say, you know, like... You've got to pulse or else it doesn't work. I'm like, have you have you tried any have you tried tango? Does does tango not work? Does tango have pulse? But even within even within swing dancing, you have uh like Exactly. Uh, smooth swing. Smooth swing, exactly yeah. right. So Dean Collins and all of that. Yeah. They're known for not having pulse. Yes. So you can't say that that's not Lindy Hop. Yep. It all it all still works. There's there's no reason why it shouldn't work without pulse. It mm. all still works without pulse. So for any teachers out there that are saying like you have to pulse more. Figure out why they have to pulse more. Because if you're just like parroting someone else saying that it doesn't work that way, try tango. Yeah, the conclusion. The, the takeaway from all of this is try tango. Um, yeah. I, th- I don't know. It just, it just caught me off guard when it, someone said it. I was like, oh, I don't believe you. You're yeah. lying to me. <laughs> And I had been, yeah, I had always heard that. And I guess I had not had the the critical analysis enough to question it. Right, I had just okay. sort of like taken it on of like, it is, that is part of the dance. And then I remember the first time we discussed it, I was just like, what? No, you're breaking my universe. This is, it is, it is a, it is a truth. It is a truth of the dance. And you were just like, but why? <laughs> and then like you demonstrated some stuff and I'm like, shit. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Everything I know is a lie. I get that it's an aesthetic. Yep. And I get the. Do you think that there are certain things like we, we we've been talking a lot about high information leading stuff? Uh, so in, in troop context and in in class as well. Yep. Do you think that there are certain things that are much harder to lead when it comes to high information things if you don't have as much pulse, or if you completely take out the pulse? Uh, so by pulse, do you mean any up and down movement? Yes. Any sort of, I okay. would, let's define pulse as any, uh, metronome that you're using to communicate the beat of the music that your partner can feel that you are both sharing. So I can connect with you. Yes. And kind of have that kind of breath in to rise up and then drive down into the ground and yes. do one triple step and then stop. That's not pulse because it's not like a beat that extends for a longer period of time. Ooh. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see where you're going with this. Or do I have to say flat and lead a triple step? It's possible. Like, I can lead a triple step without going up and down. Yeah. 
But so I guess the up and down, uh, is that the pulse? Or is that just a change in... Height. Ooh, interesting. Because it doesn't like it doesn't hold the beat. It's you're just right, like, you're right. Up, trip, I feel like step. we just need to do a whole other podcast about what is the pulse. And then we can circle back to this one. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. Lindy Hop is a street dance. Okay. So I've said this one. I, I admit, my hand on heart, I have said, I have referred to it as, you know, it's like the, the street dance of the 40s. You know, it was the hip hop of the 40s kind of thing. I have said it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do, they, do they elaborate? Uh, they don't elaborate, but uh, they. I. This is something that I'm like. Oh, it, I've read about in other blogs and okay. things like that. Of it is referred to as a street dance, but really it was born and it grew in ballrooms, in the Savoy Ballroom, and all of these places. So to call it a street dance by our current understanding of a street dance is maybe not an accurate statement. So, are they saying that? Because it wasn't literally danced on a street, therefore it's not a street dance. Agreed. Okay, then yes, it's a lie. Yeah. For me, the interpretation of a street dance is something that is just not formal. It's more urban, I guess? Or Not no, even not not urban, urban, just no, there's no. no like classes in a ballroom where someone's telling you it has to be done this way. Yeah, okay. To me, a street dance is just I think something that, that has less rules. Yeah, so, would, so hip-hop is no longer a street dance. Or you could say hip-hop was born a street dance. Because yeah. now there's classes of hip-hop. And there's so classes of Lindy Hop. Exactly. So that's that. it was born a street dance and it's obviously no longer. That, that's, that's kind of my, my understanding. That's of the term, street dance. Yeah, because the, the, the other blogs that I had found this discussion under was more along uh, the Black Lives Matter kind of conversations and blogs and things of saying, referring it to that way was uh, a, a derogatory. Yeah. to the dance and therefore people shouldn't be referring to Lindy Hop as a street dance because it has a negative implication to it. Does it? I, I don't think so. Yeah. But uh, I... Okay. Yeah. So that that's just a, a food for thought. We have a lot of these. So huh. if we delve to the absolute end of every single one of them, this podcast will last four hours long. Yeah, we're already at 37. Shh. We need to keep going. <laughs> uh, this next one is something that I have said and I regret and I have not said in a very, very long time. And I've actually called people out on saying it because I have come to appreciate how much it is not helpful is it's always the lead's fault. Ah. I hate this one. Mm. I hate it a lot now. Okay. Because it removes any kind of ownership from the followers' participation of the dance. Yep. All responsibilities just get shoved onto the lead. Yeah, exactly. So it's not fair for the leads because, you know what, sometimes, I'm sorry, follows, it's your fault. It is. And to, that that's, that's not a bad thing. That means that you have an act, your, your role is an active role. It's not a passive role that you're just being carried along through this dance and so I, I find it quite patronizing it's this all it's always the lead's fault oh okay I see where you're coming from yeah so for me I always understood that it's always the lead's fault thing was kind of a uh, a defensive mechanism because a lot of let's say white men think they're right all the time Right, okay, so it's kind of a, no, you can be wrong. Yeah. Okay, Because I hadn't thought of it that way. I get a, get a feeling a whole bunch of white men would have been like, uh, I led it perfectly, why didn't you do it? And just like blame the followers all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I assume that's where it came from. Okay. I just, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Interesting. I'm still not going to use it because I still find it. Oh, yeah, no, I still wouldn't use it either. But that that's kind of where my brain. Okay, interesting. 
processes went. Uh, so this is kind of a, a similar thing. Uh, just follow. You know, follow yeah. just follow. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> it's really not. Um, I think, actually, I was having this discussion with Kim the other day. Hi, Kim. Uh, <laughs> that this idea that a lot of leads will take to following and will be able to model their this is present company excluded by the way Ah, no no but i do want to say this Uh i do want to say this they will just jump to following and then they will be like they'll be able to follow kind of a few basic moves and then they will try no harder even though they will continue, they, they they claim to be wanting to continue to follow and improve their following, but they don't actually strive to develop the the skill set to do so because in their mind it's just it's it's just easy and I can do it and oh I'm doing it, but it's oh it's really frustrating. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. And I've actually had um, follows have the same thing. Like they just they've done classes for a few years and they're like. Cool. Yep, I know how to follow. That's it. I know it all. Yeah. No, absolutely. And they'll go social dancing, but they'll think that's the end of the line. Yeah. They're kind of like, they clocked this game. That's it. I can put a new one on. Yeah. Uh, We've, yes, we've had some, uh, you were in that class where uh, the the Hollow Master class where there was a couple who, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But said something like, oh, we're going to do Charleston. And someone piped up and was like, oh, we've done Charleston. All of it? <laughs> so that kind of attitude of, you know, we've, we've ticked that box. Yeah. Therefore, we, we, we know it all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this this just follow. just follow. So what can we use instead? Because it is a useful term. It, it is, is a, a useful term. But to I... be like, follows, don't watch what we're about to teach the leads. Mm. Just follow what the leads are about to try to lead. Yeah. So I've tried to start using the terminology more, to use a more active role. Or follows, try to feel where the lead is coming from is it coming from your back is it coming from your arm is it coming from you know where where's the body leads body position yeah look and use those active skills yep cool instead of just following and look i it probably will still slip out yeah i'm not gonna say i've never said it because it is a absolutely a useful thing and that's not something that we use just for our level ones we use it for our level ones twos threes fours that we don't even do let's see what else i'm gonna skip that one for now uh rock steps are always backwards forwards uh, no. uh, we've actually started to we'll change the way we teach classes and mm. start off with every class being uh, and step step yeah we don't even say rock step or I, backwards forwards yep everything starts with a step step triple in triple out step step I remember in, the out. day I remember the day that it uh, it was shared with me that a rock step does not go back forwards I was in class and I was in a level 2 class and I had the teacher come to me go uh, oh, you know, just just step forward, and I'm like, what do you mean? But you know, rock step always goes back, and they're like, no, it doesn't. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> All of these lies that people are telling me, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was a big day for me. Yeah, yeah. And so that's one we've been trying to get rid of as well. That whole yeah. idea, just step step. But I have, yeah, I'm not not utterly convinced yet we're still under the trial period like mm. it still hasn't been long enough to really see its effect yeah um but we're trying we are trying we yeah. do try swing zing we try uh let's see what else do we have oh here's one for you uh you shouldn't do aerials on a social dance floor ah have okay. at it jethro okay get onto your hang on let's bring a soapbox let's okay. find a soapbox here we go um, and yeah. go 
Why should we not do... Why shouldn't we be allowed to do aerials on a social dance floor? Or why is it a lie that we tell our level ones? Yeah, okay. So I think the lie would be aerials are dangerous. Mm. I think that would be a lie because if done under the right circumstances, they're not that dangerous. Yes, with the, like anything. Yeah. Like anything, as long as you have the right circumstances and training, training and, and environment. Exactly. It's just we don't trust people. Correct. There are people who will do them that I don't trust. So we have to lie to everyone and say, aerials are dangerous, and don't we, do them socially, you'll hurt the someone. People, Do you think there's an element as well of the people who maybe are doing them in an unsafe way are not held accountable? And not told off, essentially? Yeah, I would say that probably happened back in the day when yeah, aerials were Because I was having this discussion with Roger, um, oh, yeah. old Schmitty. Uh, about this exact topic and he's just saying like, you know back in the day if someone did something stupid like we, they used to do aerials on the dance floor because it was like the beginning of swing dancing yeah, in yeah. Perth and they were like <laughs> do all of the things and you know if someone did something dumb everyone in the scene would fall on them like a ton of bricks of yeah. being like don't do that this is why we don't do that make sure you're safe etc etc um, but that sense of accountability is just not there anymore or has changed so I, much? Yeah, I think it's much easier to do in a smaller scene where everyone knows everyone. Agreed. I think that's de- definitely true. Yeah, in a bigger scene like it, we haven't gone Perth, it's, that, that kind of thing is much harder. Yeah, because you offend people, people don't know how to communicate things properly. Politics and Politics, drama and, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a good one about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I would say that Ariel's is, shouldn't be done on the social dance floor is a lie we tell everyone to keep safe. Yes, and therefore it has its value. Yeah, yeah. so lowest common denominator. Yes. Hmm. Mm, damn. The, did we we had a chat about this one last week. Uh, students shouldn't give unsolicited advice or teach in class. Oh yeah, that was that was two weeks ago, wasn't it? Two weeks was it? Yeah. Oh yeah, helicopter uh, teaching. Yeah. So this is again something that we ask our students not to do. Not to do in class. You have opinions about this? I do. Hmm. I do. Because obviously, like, if you ask for feedback and someone gives feedback, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And that's the unsolicited that. is a key word here. Yeah. There's also an element, I think, of... Um, oh, no, actually, you keep you keep on your point. I think yeah. you already mentioned it. I'm, I'm still not going to say that unsolicited <laughs> advice should be done in swings in classes. Like, I'm not at that point. Yeah. But it is a, a thought that I'm kind of currently kind of muddling through Mudd- and yeah. talking to people about to, to see if there's something in it. Yeah. See if we can... See if we are doing damage by stopping people from giving that feedback. Yeah. I know I know there is also going to be damage done if people start giving unsolicited feedback. I think it would be so an interesting experiment to do it. it instead of saying don't give feedback, but literally give a this is how you give feedback. And like a very not a vague kind of thing of yeah, like yeah. if you're going to give feedback, this is how you complete give it. the sentence. Exactly. When you but, do X, I feel X. <laughs> but all joking aside, something along those lines and trial that with your level ones. Mm. And then you can leave, you know, you know, we we're trying this thing. We understand in other classes that's not acceptable. <laughs> Please be mindful of that. But we would love feedback yeah. as to how this is working. Yeah. Because again, so, there's not many people that would, you know, that are that annoying person that always gives the wrong feedback. To make themselves look better. It's yeah, I don't think it ever many comes. Do it, that, it does a lot of the times. Do it. it doesn't come from that bad place. It's they're trying to be helpful, but it still has that impact on the other person. It does it because ruins that, their night and exactly. puts them off. Yeah. yeah, 
Well, I've had I would definitely, yeah. yeah, exactly. Check out the other uh, podcast if you want to delve more into that. But I would definitely still say, don't give until it's, don't give feedback on the social dance floor. Even that- if it's asked for. If it's asked for, well, I would say, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to flip this one. Don't ask me for, as a teacher, <laughs> don't ask me for feedback when I'm out socially. What if I pay you money? At the social event? Yes. Here's 20 bucks. Can you fix my swing up? No. <laughs> you can fix your swing up. I can give you pointers. For 20 but... bucks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Make 20 bucks out of it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did I use it right? No. <laughs> Um, no, so one of the things that, yes, I know, one of the things that frustrates me is people saying that. And I, 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 for friends, I'll do it. Or if you ask me, ask me before the dance as well. Don't ask me at the end of it because I'm not paying attention. Anyways, moving right along. There's a couple uh, in here that I really want to get to. We're going to finish up, Sha. Oh no, you have to say yes to all the dances. Yeah, that's a lie. Lie, moving right along. Okay, this is rapid fire. It was a useful lie because it does help people who are really shy. Yes. Because then they're like, they get that extra encouragement to go out. Mm. But I feel like it's not necessary. I feel like it does more damage. Yeah. I do. And th- there's been a big movement, obviously, with the Me Too movement and the- everything that happened in a few years no, ago. No, you, you can always say no. You can always say no. And you don't have to give a reason. Nope. You can just say, no, thank you. And if someone says no to you, that's the end of the story. That Exactly. That's yeah. the, It's a full sentence. Yeah. No is a full sentence. The other one... Oh, this is one I, I, I'm a big fan of. Follows prefer a lead who leads simple moves over complicated ones. We say this one. Yeah, yeah. And I... it's true to a certain extent, but I would like to add a caveat. Okay, what's the caveat? The caveat is I will prefer someone who le- leads simple moves well versus someone who leads a whole bunch of complicated moves not well right okay but if someone leads a whole bunch of complicated moves well i will prefer that yeah okay context depending depends on the night the mood etc so if i lead a bunch of really complicated moves for every dance ever that we do but only the moves that i can lead really well you'll be okay with that well no that's what i'm saying you get no voice at all ever well do i no. If I leave <laughs> all my complicated stuff, no. Exactly. <laughs> like every beat, I'm going to put something on. But, so that's what I'm saying. I'm not, this is not a forever and ever, but I, as a generality, mm. I will say that, yeah, I prefer, I understand why we say the lie because it is, it is, again, it is a helpful. It leaves um, a lot of crap. Yes. And they don't know how to lead it well. Yeah. And it's more painful than anything else as a, from a follower's perspective. And you don't enjoy the dance because you're always literally on the back foot going, what the hell is happening? Oh my God, can I get a basic in here, please? <laughs> you know, so I, I get why that's yeah. coming from. And also it the lies there for the leads to encourage the leads of learn to do the simple things well, because that will, that is the gateway to be learning to doing, because then you'll understand the mechanics and you'll be able to do the more complicated things. Is that, do, do you, oh, you have the face of not agreeing. I do because... At some point, you got to try the complicated thing. Agreed. But if you understand the basics of even just the, you know, Lindy, the, when the only reason that a follow rock steps back forward is because I ask them to take the step back. Well, I encourage them to take the step forward after their momentum backwards has happened. So how well do you understand the concept of doing a handstand? Like you can understand all the part bits, like just put your center of gravity over your hands, yeah, yeah, a straight line. Yeah, you can understand it all, but you can't do it. But no, no, no. So when I say understand, it's be able to do it. But you, how do you get to do it without being able to practice it? 
Yes, but I would practice being able to do a handstand, I guess, against the wall before I just sort of throw myself into trying to do the shim sham on my hands like you were doing the other night. So what I'm saying is I need to be able to do a handstand at all before I start trying to do a one-handed handstand. But you've still got to try Like, I can... I'm still not going to be able to do a one-handed handstand without trying a one-handed handstand. Agreed. But you're going to want to be able to do a handstand before you try. I'm not well, saying don't do basics. I'm saying do all the basics. Yes. At some point, someone's done as much basics as they possibly can. They won't get any better at the one-handed handstand yeah. until they try a one-handed handstand. Yes. They've got to do complicated moves socially eventually. Yes. And it will be done poorly. But it will be done much better if they have yes, that. Yes, it's done better, but it'll still be done poorly. Yes, it will not be perfect. No one. Ever, I'm not saying don't ever do complicated moves unless you're already an expert, which is in itself not possible. Yeah, that's what I was trying to no, get no, at. No, that's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that before you try to do all of the moves, it is sometimes preferable to just know how to do a few, like have one or two shine moves. In a dance and keep everything else flowing. And until you can, because you know when that feeling is is nice and flowy and feels really good. And yeah, just just test the waters. I guess that's the lie. Like I, I, I prefer things that feel good rather than things that are simple. If that makes sense in that context. But you also said that you'd prefer complicated feel good than simple feel good. Yes. Yeah. Generally speaking, I like the challenge. Yeah. We need to finish. The okay. No, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Wait. No, no. Like, we need to finish. Uh, oh, no. But I had one. I was keeping it for quick, the end. Do it then. Okay. This one's hilarious. It was sent to me by someone who might have had a few glasses of wine in them that will remain remain nameless. But I laughed so hard when they said it. Because I was like, what are some lies you tell your welcome level ones? And they were just like, this is such a welcoming and embracing community. <laughs> And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. It's not a lie, but it's kind of a lie. It's definitely because a lie. Of course it's a lie because it's like any community, there's going to be clicks and there's going to be preferences and there's going to be politics and there's going to be all of this crap that you're completely oblivious to when you're a level one and everyone wants to welcome you into the cult. And yeah, you just sort of go into it. And then it takes a while, you know, sometimes a few years, sometimes, you know, people are pretty onto it. And they're like, oh, a couple of weeks. Yep. Nope. I can see things. And yeah, it's just these, uh, I thought it was hilarious. It's also interesting that you can know someone so well mm. as like you dance with them every single week. Yep. You've said three sentences to them. Yep. You might not even know their name. Yeah. If they're... Like it's they're it's... a follow that you see, if you're a follow and they're a follow that you see socially all the time, you've seen them for years. You probably don't know their name because you don't dance with them. It's a very weird social scenario. It really is. We hang out a lot as a group and we call each other friends, but... but are you? Do you hang out outside of dancing? Mm. Then yeah, you're friends. But if you only see them at class or even just at Mustang... Mm. Are you? Like, you can welcome them, but if they're wearing shorts, will you shun them? Like, there's a few leads that show up in shorts and get bullied and you're like, we're welcoming! Yeah, exactly. Uh. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was a hilarious and uh, very true mm. lie that we tell our level ones. Mm. And it's not to say that there are not welcoming aspects of the community. That are there are some really good people out there. Yep. Uh, but yeah. But every community is welcoming. Exactly. To that extent. Like QAnon uh, welcoming. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> don't, don't encourage them, Jethro. <laughs> 
And the very last one is not one to be discussed, don't worry, but it is one that this I thought funny. was just funny. Is So the biggest lie we ever tell all of our students, regardless of your level, is one more time. Because it is never, ever, ever one more time. All right, that's the end of the podcast. What's our quiz question? Uh, we do throw a quiz question. So how about we do something? Here's another uh, a quiz for you all. How did Lindy Hop get its name? Yeah, so there's lots of lies uh, that have been told. And truth be told, we won't be able to tell you which ones are lies. Because uh, we weren't there. Exactly. So but we're we just going to hear your lies. the best ones. Yeah, <laughs> we want to hear your lies. Exactly or right. Or truths, if you know the truth. Exactly. Thank you, you for there. sticking around. Jethro is going to lead us into the outro. What number are we doing, Sha? We are going to be doing eight. Oh, okay. Zero, eight is a harpsy. Cool. All right. Excellent. Here we go. This is the outro. This has been a thing with Miss Runs of Charlotte doing the um, credits. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all at class. Yes. What is this thing? A harpsy? Yeah. Like a little harp? I don't know. <laughs> it was fun. I really want you to change the outro to the thing, the Bach thing. <laughs> it's just like so ominous. Or maybe for a Halloween episode. So, credits. Credits will be... Well, let's have let's credit Peter and Lauren for agreeing to go on this online adventure with us. Hey guys, looking forward to seeing you next weekend. Also, a thank you to the ATO for continuing to support us. A thank you to everyone on Patreon because you're awesome and we get to do this kind of stuff because of you. Anyone else you want to thank, Jet? Can you talk and play at the same time? Am I annoying you? Like when I was trying to read the comments and you were distracting me? Is this this kind of the same thing for you? Yeah. (laughs) It's so annoying, Calvin. (laughs) 